Welcome to Thriving the Future podcast, where we're finding positive solutions to thrive in the tough times ahead. Episode 23, Essentials to Start a Community. Okay, welcome back to Thriving the Future podcast. This week, we are talking about the essentials to start a community. So as we've talked about before, we have a small group community. We have we have workshops once a month. Um, our community is about 8 to 10 people and sometimes their wives and stuff like that, right? There's a few others kind of here and there checking in and out. Yeah, and there's and we folks got, that come and go. I got about six or seven people that keep saying they want to come to one, but Correct. it's not working out, so we'll see. Right. Yeah, and so we, like we said, we do workshops once a month. And we'll have another episode that dives into workshops as we plan our next workshop. Um, and then what we're going to talk about this time is how do you how do you build that community? I think we've talked a lot about the whys, right? right it's right. time to start transverse, transitioning to some hows. Uh-huh. And everybody has this big, long list, intimidating factor around having a community or trying to start a community. Sure. And I think we're just going to cut it down to the bare essentials, kind of like we did, right. and talk about it, and then maybe talk about what works, or in sure. the future stuff as we start talking about how do you actually have a workshop, mm-hmm. how much planning goes into that, and all that right. in another episode. And and for those who are new, who haven't heard our, our previous episodes on definition of zone community, we're not talking about community like the standard town community, small town community. It's not based on geography as much. Whatever. It's not... We're talking people that have a common life goal or a common life interest Mm -hmm. and more than interest, goal and action around that doing things together to help each other achieve that goal. I think one of my other thoughts when I was thinking about this is a group of people that are pursuing a common life goal that, let's see, doing that with people allows you to escape some of the chaos of our world, right? Because Mm -hmm. it can be an insulating fact. Because when you're in, globally, right, everybody's decisions act on everybody else to determine what our reality is and what our reality is like. That doesn't only happen at a global scale, right? That happens at a county, a country, county, state, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. city level even, right? Some neighborhoods, right? right? There are neighborhoods you don't want to go in because the consequences of the actions of those people treating each other the way they are, it's a dangerous place for you to be. Sure. When you form a community not based on we live in the same neighborhood to begin with or we live in the same county or the same city or the same neighborhood or the same homeowners association, it is based on those goals and you can kind of shrink those consequences down and create a little haven from all the chaos. Mm-hmm. But we are talking about specifically face-to-face community rather than electronic community, correct? I think it applies to both. Our main this this could apply to both. Uh-huh. But the main point is that face-to-face because that's what humans need, and society as a whole is moving away from that. Right, because. You know, the electronic community just doesn't hack it. It feels empty. Social distancing only acknowledges the current state of affairs. <laughs> Social distancing. Yeah, which exacerbated all of it. <laughs> I don't think it exacerbated anything. It showed what was there. Uh-huh. 
people were behaving that way right before there were some niceties and some things to cover it up mm-hmm. where we both agree through this nod your direction kind of glance your way that yeah i see you and yes you see me but we aren't going to interact if if you transition to social distancing and being remote and going to church online and it didn't disrupt your life and you didn't have a problem with that, then you didn't have community in the first place. Yeah, I, I fully agree. Right. Unfortunately, I can agree with everything you said. It didn't affect any of that for me whatsoever. Exactly, exactly, yeah. And I looked around and said, ooh, this didn't affect anybody for anything anything for anybody else. That means there is no community out there. Somebody better go build one before we're cavemen throwing rocks at each other. Sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, we've we've talked about examples with gardening where I can't grow squash, you can grow squash, we can trade. We can do yeah. things like that and uh, you know, helping each other out, learning new skills. Interesting side side note, the hashtag gsd get stuff done mm-hmm. on twitter gsd means german shepherd dog <laughs> cool I, yeah I don't mind some confusion yeah i know I, I find that amusing but okay anyway so now we're a community of german shepherd owners cool <laughs> that means we can meet up at dog parks now <laughs> dog parks yeah <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> okay so we taught what we were going to cover is how did we not not so much how did we what were the essential things that we had to do right. to make that start happening uh-huh so that people can take those and we're going to demonstrate them through the what we did right we're, right. we're going to give those tools okay so and then t- we'll talk about how we used them yeah so talk about grammar and then and then you know the foundation of how you do it and then how we specifically did it right Right, because, I mean, we've got some very simple problems. So basically, you can't create community. You can only create opportunities for it to develop. Mm -hmm. Because, unfortunately, community is one of the most annoying things in the world. It's your relationship to other people, and other people are complicated. (laughs) And so you can't just say, we're going to play bridge every Tuesday night, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do this, and we're going to call it community, right? Uh Uh-huh. Because you have to listen to the other person say, well, I don't want to play bridge. I want to play checkers. Huh. Right? There has to be this interplay back and forth. That interplay back and forth determines what you do. That doing what you do develops into culture. Hmm. And Good. if you actually get this to go multiple generations, then I think you have community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Until then, we have the buds and seeds of community and we're surviving We've got to get it to go intergenerational for it to be a real community and thriving. Okay. But you can't build it. You can just create the circumstances for it to develop in. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's really the how and the tools of the how, right? Sure. So if you're going to be in community, dealing with other people, the first thing you have to have are people skills. Right? You have to be able to say, hi, my name is Perpend. Right. I have... 24 chickens and two geese. Mm-hmm. I have, uh, they're laying about, the chickens are laying about 15 eggs a day at this point in the spring. And so I've got a couple extra dozen eggs. Do you eat eggs? Hmm. Right? Or, um, so me and several friends are getting together to swap seeds going into the spring. Would you like to come to our seed swap? 
that's a good example. And get people to go, yes, I want to come. Text me the information. Text them the information. They won't respond to the text. They won't respond to the text three weeks later. They won't, right? They don't show up. You see them in the store. Hey, when is that seed swap? That was like three weeks ago. Oh, yeah? Well, okay, let me know when you're doing the next one. I want to be there. Yeah, that's how many times have we heard that. That's That happens a lot. Right, but you have to continue on even though. Mm-hmm. You have to understand that you're going to have to tell them that you are doing something for months on end, and they're not really going to care until they come to you of their own volition and ask about that group. One of the things also was getting off your butt and just scheduling it. We talked Somebody about it. Somebody has to make it. a decision. Yeah, we talked about it, talked about it, talked about it, and then we, we did our famous uh, get stuff done workshop where nobody's an expert, but hey, we're going to still meet. We're going to share skills. We're not necessarily an expert of it, but we're going to share skills. Right. And those, those that falls under people skills, right? Because you've got to be persistent. Right. You've got to not be offended by that person ignoring you, blowing you off, and ghosting your text, right? Mm-hmm. You have to keep trying because people do want community. Right. They just don't know how to go about doing it. And like everything else, everything's fighting for their attention. So you're going to have to try more often. Sure. Okay. Right, those are people skill stuff. So you got to be persistent in your people skills. Mm-hmm. Then we had I like to, I like what you said about you're fighting for others' attention, right? So a well, lot of it, the currency of the day is attention. Always has been. Yeah. Yeah. Your attention is is whatever you're focusing your attention on has power. Uh huh. If you're focusing on politicians, they have power. If you're focusing on your sunflowers, they get taken care of better. They grow better. Mm-hmm. Right. But my telling you that we're having a seed swap, and my telling you we have a seed swap on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter is four instances of me telling you something, while Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, and all of them send you six text messages about the latest thing from 20 other people. Mm -hmm. And some of them are cute cat videos. And so I'm telling you about a seed swap, and then you're watching a cat video. Seed swap's no longer in your head. Right. Okay. Right? Or whatever that interest is for you, right? Mm-hmm. Some, some people, it's, I told you about a seed swap and your favorite homesteader on YouTube just posted a video of how he bent a nail into a door handle. Yeah, sure. So we're swimming up, t- up, up the stream right. against the, the attention tide, right? Right. And repetition is the key. Repetition is the key. Persistence is the key. And not taking it personal. Correct. Yeah. And that's people skills part of that, right? Well, yeah, and it may take it may take three or four times, three or four in- invitations, three or four months until that person shows up, right? Could you know. be longer. Yeah, I'm we we got a friend that's been saying he was going to come back our second or third workshop a year. You know, that was beginning right, right, right. last year, but right? But that's not that's not positive. We're looking at the positive, right? Well, well, so. but that that's a truth, right? Some people are going to continue that's your to hurdle. Stay. Yeah, yeah, that's your hurdle, and your and I assume he'll eventually make it to one. Sure, but it's it's it, it's a slow process, and you can't take that personally. Correct. So we've got the persistence. We've got what we're going to do. We're going to talk to people about it. But one of the other things you got to do is capture your own attention. Huh. Okay. How do you right? do that? Well, I turned off all the notifications. Ah, yes. I changed. I left notifications on some apps where I got to deal with these people, and I need to be checking in once a day. Sure. Then there are other people like my sister, you, a couple other people in the group who have 
uh, their, their messages always notified because we're using Telegram most of the time. Correct, yeah. And so I can set that per chat. Uh-huh. So these go through. These don't give me notifications. So those big group chats where you get 100 messages in an afternoon, sure. that doesn't make it through anywhere. Yeah, that's not sustainable anyway, yeah. Well, it's, it's taking my attention away from telling people we're having a seed swap Correct. or we're working on fence, right? Mm-hmm. And as I capture my attention, I can spend it on talking to people about this without getting frustrated, right? Right. And I choose when I'm interacting, right? Same thing happens with email, right? All of a sudden, you're starting to get emails from everywhere because somebody sold your name. Hmm. Unsubscribe from those. Right. I mean, some of them are definitely spam and you shouldn't touch those, right? I mean, use mm-hmm. some common sense. But there's always some merchant that sold your thing. Like, I, I, I bought some stuff from uh, a chicken supplier, right? Right. And then six months later, I'm getting emails from, like, seven different chicken companies. I got this one who wants to sell me processing equipment and three to want to sell me feed and two to want to sell me yuppie chicken coops, right? Yep. So either they sold your stuff or Google sold your stuff. So, so somebody did, right? And right. whoever it is, I cannot subscribe from those because they're legitimate. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Quit scrolling past them. Correct. Don't let them throw that at you. Hey, we're having a sale. I mean, that'll drive you nuts during sale season. Yeah, sure. You can get a thousand emails in a day. Yeah, definitely. Capture your own attention. Mm-hmm. That's a skill. And, and one of the other things you said was um, don't get offended if they don't show up, but then also don't get offended if they don't continue to show up, right? So people are going to move in and out of your community as it goes along. Because well, either... We're looking for people that are going for the same life goal, and there's a lot of people that think they want a homestead. Right. And they're going to find out, one, maybe they didn't want a homestead. Or two, they're going to find out they didn't want to be in your group. Or two, they don't want a homestead, but they like the other stuff you're doing, so they still come. Yeah. Or somehow you pissed them off. But, yeah. so the But but, but community is that negotiation, right? Sure. Because we've mm-hmm. kind of talked about that. That because it's other people, there are compromises that are made and things change. And you may be a part of a really homesteading community and one that's kind of just homestead exploring, right? Right. And we see that anyway, because, you know, like uh, with our workshops, then people people will show up based on what the topic is and whether it's a value to them, right? Not Well, see, that, that, that's a skill that you've got to have that other people don't. Right. If you're going to build this. Sure. Where you show up for the boring topics. Yeah, exactly. But the average person, especially the newbie person, may not. Oh, right. So you have to have enough variety in your topics, but also have... You know, have that follow up with the person and, uh, you know, I mean, it, and it's, it's like you said, you don't create community. You only create opportunities for it to develop. Right. Right. You That's can't what force doing. it. You can't do the we're going to get together Tuesday and play bridge whether you want to play bridge or not. You're right. Using your example. Um and stuff like that. There's got to be some mutual value there. And and some people, especially with some of the topics we talk about, even on this podcast, then uh, then it challenges them. And then they say, hey, wait, I'm not so sure I not use the word believe, but I'm not so sure I have the same value as this. And they have to think about it. Right. So like our, our right. episode last week when we talked about why crypto. Oh, right. You go and tell people that hodling is is for chumps, and they're a primary hodler. This is this, this is a pure example of 
you don't have to be perfect and you don't have to be an ex- expert to make this work, right? Right. Because me trying to build a community just told a bunch of people they're chumps. Yeah. But, and you know. That I could probably have been more tactful. No, I thought it was awesome for clicks, but, you know. <laughs> well, it's good for clicks. But being good for clicks isn't necessarily good for building community. Yeah, but some somebody that we, that we, you know, interact with in the community or they're a newbie or something like that, that may offend them and then they'd have to think about it. They may even leave for a while and, and then reconsider whether, hey, wait, are these guys on the same right? That's fine. place that, for that, us, right? And they'll come and go and that's okay. Right. So, so to get this to develop, you've got to create a place where there's trust. Mm-hmm. And part of that trust is allowing people to have a different opinion, mm-hmm. allowing them to express different values. And encouraging them when they find a community that does fit them. Right. So I think I think what we're talking about is we're getting close to the idea of the concentric circles. <laughs> okay. Back to the concentric circles. Sorry. Right. Yeah. With with this idea of there are people that are going to come all the time. There are people that are not going to come. Mm-hmm. There are people that are going to come and explore and leave. They're going to get misunderstandings and all that. The You want to go ahead and explain the, the concept of concentric circles because we've talked about it. Sure. I don't know so, it you know. Here, but... So the newbie comes, they've entered the outside concentric circle. What are concentric circles? Let's make sure we got that one covered as I think about it. Okay. Well, everybody's heard of the inner circle, right? Well, I think we go to like a bullseye or on a target, right? You got the bullseye and you got the ring out of it and you got the ring and ring and ring and ring going out. So those are circles are inside each other, getting tighter and tighter, narrower and narrower. So we're going to start at the center circle and say, what about the center circle? So the center circle is basically your inner circle. Okay. That's the folks that you really trust. They've really got your back. They're the kind of folks that if you have something break down, they'll come over and help you. Yes. They're the kind of folks that will trade with you and, and you know, grow stuff in the garden with you. Or, you know, you're going to... Check gonna... in when you've been silent today. Exactly. And that's one of the key points is, you know, you have enough of a of a relationship with you where you are missed and they are missed. And if, if all the communication's down, they can drive over to your house and knock on your door. Correct. They know where you live. You know, you have that kind of relationship with them, right? The the newbie guy who's coming to your, you know, so we run into some guy over at the farm store, right? And he's looking at chickens on the bulletin board or he's looking at chickens. He's buying chicks, right? Um, you strike up a conversation with him because he's asking you questions about what kind of chickens you have and what do you recommend, mm-hmm. you know? So then you start telling him and then... You say, hey, you know, we're having a workshop here. We're going to we're gonna be talking about chickens this weekend. Would you like to come? Right? Right. So, you know, um, that guy is not in the inner circle, but he's, he's you know, he's, uh, he's approaching the outer circle <laughs> of the bulls, bulls of the uh, target. Right? Right. And, well, you're kind of sorting him out from the clowns at the gate. Exactly. Right. He's not a clown anymore if he shows up. He's, he's, we go, that guy has potential to not be a clown. Let's see if we can get him over here and closer, right? Right. Let, let, let's say he gets into kind of several of the meetups and he's coming all the time. And, and we find out that we kind of have a mutually agreed thing on several goals. Sure. 
but we're not really tight community, right? He's not coming into the inner circle just because of maybe a personality conflict yeah. or he he holds the idea that we should all be communists. We're not quite communist. So right. we're kind of like, well, I don't mind going and butchering chickens with this guy and I don't mind helping him plant apple trees and I don't mind helping him support his community. And, you know, if a car got stuck in a ditch, I'd pull it out with a tractor because we can mm-hmm. help each other. But we can't run, our community can't be the same because he wants to run it by communist values and we want people to be able to make free choices, Correct. right? And and that, although that sounds like people say, oh my God, why would you even let a communist into your, into your outer circle? You got to remember the examples from Live Not By Lies, where the, uh, the Barta family over in Czechoslovakia or wherever it was at, kept their culture going but they were attractive to even the the uh the marxist who thought that the communists were doing it wrong but he liked community he came and joined their group they didn't necessarily let him into their little inner circle but he'd come to the events he was a valued member of their community if you want to be a communist and you want to live sharing all your goods with a group of people on your group's property and you're not trying to shoot me you are not an enemy. Right. And if you're willing to come over to my house and butcher chickens and I can come over to your house and help you butcher chickens and I can have you over to check out my pig who's sick because you know more about pigs, then I want to have some level of relationship with you. Or his community becomes a, an extra trading partner. Right. right. We're, we're technically allies. Right. Because as as, as you look at it, any way you look at it, you're always playing nation state as a person in some of them, mm, right? Nation state, okay. Right? And so this me and my tribe, my inner circle, mm-hmm. my fellowship of people, whatever you want to call that group, right? right? Mm-hmm. We have to have relations with the outside world. Sure. And if we can get along with these communist guys doing homesteading stuff, then that's better than the clowns at the gate that we can't get along with. Sure. Or the people that whose attention is so blitzed on social media that they don't know whether they're living in Kansas or Ukraine. <laughs> yeah. Whether we don't know whether they're living in Kansas or Ukraine. Right. Whether they think the world started two years ago or it started 2,000 years ago. The, the, the worldview is not common enough for us to share anything, but they can, we can still affect each other's lives. And when those people come to tell us that we have to give money for Ukraine, maybe we can ally with you with with the with the communist guys next door and say we ain't giving no money to your thing, <laughs> right? An ally, right? We don't all have to have the exact same interest. And I picked an extreme one with communists, yeah, yeah. right? Because I was trying to stretch example, the yeah. right. Because million degrees of groups in between the two of us, right? Mm-hmm. And those people that could also be there. Right, and you don't have to be so um, choosy. So you can't even use the word discriminating anymore because it's got... Yes, you can. This is our media and we are publishing That's it. That's right. We can use discriminating. Yeah, we're using... The, my, my favorite one is discerning. Discerning. Th- those, better, two are very, those two are very better. close. They're very good. I do both of them. I, am very, I use a lot of discretion sure. and discrimination uh-huh. in my food choices. Uh-huh. There are things I will not eat because they make me sick. Correct. Right? Yes. I discriminate against grains. Okay. I am discerning in where I get my lettuce. Okay. Good. I'm not going to buy the 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 
the chemical-laden lettuce. Sure. If I can buy non-chemical-laden lettuce. And if I can, if it's the time of year where I can be growing lettuce myself and my lettuce is ready to harvest, I'm not going to buy. That is discerning. They're both valid. And if we don't do that with people, we're going to be living in chaos and we're not going to have a haven. Yeah, Cause, exactly. Because that's There's, disorder. Yeah, Complete they're, disorder. They're, yeah, some, some groups are getting too um, discerning, discriminating, eliminating, whatever. And, and uh, they're, they may eliminate some of their, their trading partners. Sure. Maybe you don't, you know, you're not going to invite them to live with you, but, you know, you can uh, trade them some squash for some lettuce. Yeah, I, I, think, I think we'll get into this more when we get, to, I think we're going to do one on what the ideal community is. And if we yeah. stop to do that now, we'll be like six podcasts in. So we had concentric circles and people come we'll and go, go, that's okay. And then how to, how to recruit. You don't, you don't create community. You only create the opportunities for it to develop, right? Right. And what, what, what is the, I think the major thing that we did to allow community to develop was we stayed in those chat rooms Hmm. until people started showing up on workshops and then we stayed in those chat rooms and we had those side chats with those people that were showing up right yeah Mm -hmm. then we moved those people that were showing up to a weekly call so that we're checking in and to facilitate that we pick a weekly topic sure sometimes two hours before but (laughs) yeah which we try to get that a couple days before then we moved that into trying to get the some of the other networking groups to join that weekly call. Mm-hmm. And that didn't really work. And we had a few and it was hit and miss and it just didn't mesh. So we went back to our private call and no one in the bigger groups really missed it. Mm-hmm. So we do our private call weekly. Now, now we've moved to more than just me and you and one of the other guys picking the topic. And we are getting other people to pick a topic occasionally. Sure. And as we were doing that, we said, we should do workshops. We should mm-hmm. do workshops. We should do workshops. So we talked about possibilities of doing workshops. We showed up a couple of places. Then we made that workshop regular. And some of those came were just out of necessity, right? You know, well, somebody daughter... was doing something and we said, okay, let's go. Get, we've been talking about having a workshop. Let's make that a workshop. Yeah, let's make it a workshop. Yeah. And then, you know, even, even things like, well, you know, when you buy chicken, chickens, if you buy chicks, then they are often straight run. You don't know how many roosters you're going to get. And if you have more than one rooster and you have a bunch of uh, hens, the roosters start fighting and that's no fun. So, you know, one of us said, hey. the hens get too much attention and start losing feathers. Yeah. And then uh, the, and they're too stressed out. So the, um, and, you know, so one of us, you, said, uh, hey, I need to call some of these roosters Yep, and I need help. Yeah, and hey, I've I've watched it before, but I'm not an expert. That's good. Let's get together and try it. Right. Yeah. And then we learn some stuff by doing that. What works better? Does the chicken plucker on the uh, on the drill head work better than just using your fingers? Yeah. No, <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> well, no, it didn't. Yeah, so, we yeah. learned that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah. So so so. But making that regular so people sure. could start scheduling it mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. took a while right right everybody was kind of uncomfortable with picking a regularity sure especially because we kind of started right before the holiday partially but all along there was a i'm not sure i'm ready to commit i'm mm. not sure i'm ready to commit yeah, that's a good point. and that, that that comes back to that 
we're playing bridge every Tuesday. Correct. Right? It's community. You can't force it. You can't create it. You have to just create the opportunities for it to develop. Yeah. And go slow. And then when people are comfortable and you're at the point where everybody's going, well, I want to do it on the first Saturday and I want to do it on the fourth. And well, maybe it would be better if we did it on a Wednesday because then more people could be there. And then right, mm-hmm. right, all these back and forth. And what you're in then is nobody's making a decision. Right. Somebody needs to make one. And if you're doing it outside, you may have to bounce it around based on the weather. So that's what we had to do a couple of weeks ago. Right. But we set the regular date mm-hmm. beforehand. And that allows it to develop. It allows people to start scheduling around sure. it most of the time, right? Mm-hmm. It allows it to be on their calendar in the future. Correct. And it's not just loosey-goosey and, and uh, we're just going to, we'll get together whatever, right? Right. So I don't think it has to be complicated. Yeah. You don't you don't need a bunch of governance rules. If you come over and you step on this flower over here yeah. that's in the outlaw area, then you got to say, I'm sorry, six times and pay a $2 fine, right? Right. And that's all that all that is not necessary. Mm -hmm. Those rules will develop as the community develops, as the culture develops. Those are all those unwritten rules that we all know anyway. Right. 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 I would rather that we had 100 little communities of 100 to 200 people. Yeah. Or families. I've got to stop saying people. Families. Because you can't build community out of people. You got to build people out of family. Community out of families. 100 to 200 families in groups that do workshops, uh-huh. but three to four times a year, all of those people get together sure. and have a workshop together. Sure. Or you have, you know, on a, a community dinner, you have something like that, right? Well, you would have all of that going on, yeah, right? Sure. I mean, just right. absolute, complete, wonderful yeah. commotion. True. And you said something good was uh, not just people, because usually it'll tend to start with guys, right? And one of the things we've seen, yeah, well, one of the things we've seen is it's important to make the, the, the rest of the family feel welcome. We're not getting intergenerational if we stick with only men getting together. Correct, correct, correct. And we're, yeah, and it's not a, it's not a dude thing. So, you know, I mean, some of the workshops may be when we're chainsawing something and dragging it out of the, out of the ditch, you know, Maybe the ladies wouldn't be all that interested in that, but, you know. Not everybody has to be at every workshop. Not everybody has to participate in every event. And not everybody that shows up has to be 100% actively involved Mm -hmm. in the main thing. Sure. But if you're going to have true community of people living together, sharing their lives, and building a common haven from the insanity of the world... Mm Mm-hmm. You have to make room for the other people in a person's life. And that means making sure that the women feel welcome, that the kids are allowed to play, that whatever that is for the people in your group, right? Right. And we don't quite have all of those pieces. Sure. Which is one of the reasons we still don't quite have community. We have it developing. We have it forming. We have interest. We have potential. Right. Yeah, but we've only and had I think, it for, what, six, eight months? I know. It's, no, a little longer. Than, it, anyway. Well, I mean, our workshops, our get-togethers are right. it, taking it, it beyond the electronic and taking it to face-to-face. My, 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 my qualification there is I personally feel that we're moving too slow okay. for the time we have. And sometimes that comes out more than I want it to. And everybody's very forgiving about it, which is very nice. 
I don't have to be perfect to be a person that makes a decision when we get to the point where we can't make a decision okay. on things, right? Uh-huh. It just occurred to me that, you know, several episodes we talked about, we talked about what we do and what our community is like, and we said we had no leaders. It's been pointed out to me several times that I'm wrong. <laughs> and I think some of those points that people have made are correct, right? Okay. There, so there, there, are, the... there, are, there are people that make decisions, and there are people that push us to have the weekly call, right? I uh-huh. do a lot of that. Right. I do a lot of that organizational work. Yeah. But I don't see myself as the leader. Sure. Because every time we're in somebody's property doing something, that person's in charge. Yeah. And we don't discuss it. It just happens. Mm-hmm. Because we know turf. that's their territory. That's their turf. Right. Right. So, and I don't mind following. So there is that component. Uh-huh. right? So we do have leaders. Right. But it does shift based on where we are and who we're with and sure. when we are, right? Sure. Good. Online, I kind of end up being the leader because I'm the person that knows where all the buttons are, right? And <laughs> I always know where all the buttons are because I can't help playing, right? And I will push to make that call because I want this to happen. Yeah. And that's part of keeping that opportunity open. Mm-hmm. Final thought for this episode on community. You can do it. You don't have to be an expert. You don't have to be perfect. You can only open up space for it to develop. And that will only happen if you capture your attention so you can put it on this instead of the latest notification. Take care, everybody. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Thrive in the Future podcast. Check us out on our website, thriveinthefuture.com. Also, follow us on Twitter at thrivingthefute. And come join our community chat on Telegram. It has a link in the website. This podcast was produced by Scott, the Freedom Farmer, freedomfarmer.net.